start it off, welcome to the Broke Investors Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher James, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean Brown. There we go. That, <laughs> that never gets old. That was forced. <laughs> that never gets old. Um, welcome. Welcome to the Broke Investors Podcast. We're going to talk about in investing, money management, and sometimes we'll dip into real estate and other conversation, but mostly... We're going to talk about easy and affordable ways for people to kind of get into the investment world. But first and foremost, Sean, how are you doing? I got to ask that question every single time. I'm well. You just worked, uh, worked all day. Just swell. I love when I'm people swell. say that. They're That's a white swell. person thing. <laughs> That's what you know they're doing. They're doing good. I'm swell. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know when they're going through some shit? When white people do it? I don't oh. know. What is what? Oh, it's been a day. <laughs> It's been a long day. Yeah. It, no, no, they say uh, it's going. <laughs> oh, it's going. You know how black people, um, how we... Like Jerry's going through some shit. You know what we say when we want to give each other some props, actually, which I realize is that we'll say, uh, man, I'm trying to be like you. Like, nah, man, I'm trying to be like you. That's when we're saying that we are both doing a phenomenal job in life and we continue our process. <laughs> translation, just in That's case anybody else. <laughs> just in case anybody else needs to know the translation. That's right. Uh, just to help out. Food for thought. All right, Sean. Today. Are we, are we jumping right into it right now? Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk into it because I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting episode. Um, there's a couple of things we got to go over, so I think we should start them and, and just dump, jump right into it. Uh, sinful investing. Which is? What does that mean? So in the investing world, there's all types of companies. There's, there's companies where uh, there's ETFs for, for companies like um, you got, the funny thing is my mind is trying not to talk about the ones I want to talk about, but um, you got companies to, I don't know, you got food companies, you got um, companies that deal with real estate, you have companies that deal with uh, clothing, you have companies that deal with airplanes, you have companies that deal with government issued uh companies there's so many different companies in the investment world that you can invest in and and more growing each day but there's some companies that a lot of people actually have how can i say it they have moral compasses that allows them not to invest in some of these companies where they feel a little bit um bad for investing in some of the companies and that are some of the companies we're going to talk about today and some of the industries are going to talk about today. And that's what sinful investing is. And investing in something that you feel that will go against your moral beliefs. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to jump right into it. Um, and some of the, the industries we're going to talk about uh, are gambling, alcohol, tobacco, and sex. And we might, uh, I'm actually going to recommend some uh, a good uh, marijuana ETF as well while we're here. You already did all the research on it? I did some researches, and I went through a ton of different companies, and these... Do you think... I mean, this is my big question. What's up? And this is what I think. I'm Do you think it's almost too late to jump in? Like to, Into these companies? Well, I guess marijuana being so new to the market... Correct. It, it might not still be... It might still be early enough mm-hmm. to be able to make decent profit off of it, but do you think that it's too late, or do you think that we're still sprouting right now? To, to the the individual companies I'm going to list today, I do honestly, in my opinion, think it is too late to invest in some of them. But I think for someone that's trying to grow uh, for longevity, these are the best companies to have in your portfolio. If the market does go down a little bit in the next coming year or two, there's still strong companies that show that they're proven that they'll still pay you in those bad times. So I think these are companies that are affordable right now. They're not expensive and they're not cheap. But they don't expect them to grow exponentially three times, four times what they're worth. But they will pay you dividends and you can reinvest. And I think this with these companies, because these are ETFs that I'm going to name. I'm going to name a couple of individual stocks, but I'm going to name mostly ETFs on this list. Because the ETF is really pretty much owning the industry versus owning one particular company. So I think that's why these these companies or these ETFs are really good to have in your portfolio because, number one, you're going to own that whole industry. And and even if two or three of those companies get hit by the financial downturn that that a lot of people are predicting that's coming in the next uh, couple of years, some of those companies in there will have good upside, which will balance out that ETF, which in return will balance out your portfolio. And that's the main goal. And that's how I pick some of these. I pick kind of the middle road companies that are able to sustain yourself. 
So let's go right in. Are you a big gambler? Um, I'm scared to try. To gamble? I've, I've done it a few times and I've won. And it's been good experience. But <laughs> last few times, I don't like gambling. I lost. I pretty much go go towards things that I'm decent at. What, and, what's, and, what's your game? Or huh? what game did you do good at? Oh, uh, mostly just lot, like slots. Just gotcha. Like machines. Oh, you just went to Vegas? Just and chance. Gotcha. Was no, it someone out here? There's there's one over here that I went to. What what's that one that's down the street? Alani. It's a it's a casino down the street or Not a down the place? street, but it's in like it's outside but, of Vancouver, Vancouver. Washington. Oh, um, it's called Alani. Alani. Yeah, I thought you were talking about uh. There's seven, another one. Seven feathers. No, damn. How many of you? No, no. <laughs> maybe you are a bigger gambler than we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know what you're talking about, but um. Uh, I uh, I do a little gambling myself on just um, DraftKings. So it's just an app that you can do like uh, you can gamble on like NBA games and NFL games and just sports. So it's sports gambling, pretty much. That's as close as I get to gambling. Yeah. So it's not really something I look negative to, but a lot of people actually look negatively towards gambling because they feel like it's an addiction. I kind of do, and I think it can be bad. Yeah, it, it could have its ups and downs, but um, right now we're going to talk about some of the upsides it's going to have. Um, one of the biggest ETFs I found, the most popular, the more popular one I found was Vin Vinnec Vectors ETF Gaming ETF. That's a long ass name. Number one. What's there? The ticker is BJK for people that just want something. <laughs> I don't know where the hell they got BJK from. All that. Um, but BJK is their, their ticker symbol. And let me tell you some of the things that I feel like it's a great investment. Number one, um, they're trading right now at $36 a share. Um, the dividend return on it or the, the whole yield when it comes to dividend and the appreciation value is at 3.88%. So you get around close to almost 4% for your money back for them. So pretty good. You put in $36, you get 4% back. So that's pretty good in this economy right there. The expense ratio is pretty much what you're paying for them to operate it, which is 0.65%. So that's pretty much, that's pretty good. It's it's below 1%. So that's that's decent. And their net asset value, um, net asset value, long story short, is what the company is worth um, if you took all the actual assets and then were to sell it today. Mm-hmm. is $37. So you're actually getting a 20 23 percent um 23 cents discount if you buy the stock today you're getting a three 23 uh 23 cent discount i'm sorry try not to say percent but um compared to like the regular gambling industry uh which had a return of eight um eight percent last year um actually the this etf got a 8.4 percent return so it's a little bit above average so it's it's constantly sticking with the actual industry. So that's a really good sign. But it owns companies like the MGA Resort. I don't know if you've been to the MGA Resort in um, in Las Vegas, but they're actually publicly traded. MGA. The MG. MGM Grand. The MGM Grand. You see how much I don't go fucking nowhere. <laughs> the MGM. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah, the MGM. Where fucking MGM Grand. Yeah. The M and M's Resort. Um. But they actually are a publicly traded company. And this oh, yeah, ETF, no yeah, I had no idea until till today when I started really digging into this. They're a publicly traded company. And this ETF owns that. They also own the Las Vegas Sam Corp is a really big uh, company out there that owns some of the smaller casinos out in Las Vegas, too. They're two of the biggest companies out there. And this ETF have them in their, their top 10 holdings. So that shows you that they're going after the big fish when it comes to gambling industry so that shows you that this this etf owns a big portion of the gambling industry and they also own casinos out in um um, china they also own some casinos in canada too so they will diversify Uh uh-huh so just to give you an idea of what you'll get as a return for this company let's just say hypothetically last year in january you put a hundred dollars in this time of year you would have got a hundred and seven dollars uh so you have a seven dollar return so you're getting you would have got seven dollars back you would have had a seven percent return on your money if you had put in a hundred dollars last year in, in january it's not bad so yeah it's not too bad to own the whole entire industry to know that even if let's just say 
the the MGM had a bad year last year. You'll still own about seven other casinos on that block in Las Vegas that maybe had a great year last year. So it just puts a little bit more comfortability into it. But um, for me, hypothetically, if I had to buy this ETF, I would put in a small portion of my portfolio. Uh, If I had a portion of my portfolio basically for sinful investing. What do you think, three to five? Honestly, probably like one percent. The gambling industry is is gambling, um, so it's it's winner or loser. Some, I mean, it's hard to beat the house. That's what they say in gambling, but um, a lot of people look bad upon it. But you can't win big. You can't win. You can't win big. Um, you can You say you can't win big, or you can't. Yeah, you can. Big. You can win big. So you can take a lot of money out of those those resorts pockets. Um, I don't know how many people are traveling mm-hmm. to Vegas now. Just to gamble, they're traveling to Vegas to have fun and to well, enjoy. Well, I think it, that it's it's intertwined. Yeah, I think it's a mixed thing. I mean, I I know a lot of people that go to Vegas just for the parties, just for the entertainment, just for the. But usually the atmosphere. they don't leave there without gambling. I almost, think they stop off. Almost everyone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let me. I should stop at my local. Uh, I hate those little gambling things at the back of like bars. Yeah, that's sketchy. Those are fucking depressing. But I don't know about that. I don't judge. Got some weird conversations. I should just on. go in there and just watch them to get research. Just sit in the corner and just watch. That's just them gross. Gamble. They just be smoking in there too. <laughs> you come out smelling like fucking shame and cigarettes, dude. It's horrible. Like in I got lost hundred bucks in I, ten minutes. I feel like that's where you hit rock bottom. If you're in one of those back door, with a, you can't really see in there, but you can hear it. But <laughs> honest that's where that's where i've won twice and that's where it's been really yeah gotcha it was, so like, I... it was like fuck what was it like in a 24-hour uh mexican <laughs> this restaurant. just gets worse it's like a mexican <laughs> yeah. restaurant adding keywords <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there was just like this slash yeah. strip club 20 bucks in and walked out with 80 bucks i mean gotcha it's in this Mexi- Mexican restaurant slash strip club slash uh, pediatrician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. It's nice. Slash farm. Kind of <laughs> slash grocery store. It just keep adding on. <laughs> I'm glad you were successful. But uh, I, again, um, Van Neck Vectors ETF, Gaming ETF, ticker BJK trading at $36 a share. I think it's something to have in your investment that's under 1%. So if you have... I don't know, $100 just to spare, even $80 to spare. You could buy two shares in this. I think it wouldn't be a bad buy on um, on the app that we have uh, that I think uh, – why do I can't think of it right Robin Hood, now? I Robin Hood app. I think if you got, I don't know, like I said, $80 to, sh- uh, $80 to spare, just buy two shares. Just keep it in there just because it pays a good dividend, like I said, 3%, per- 3% close to 4 completely honest. I don't think that I've – I haven't actually bought a share in like five months, four months. Um, believe it or not, people are actually selling their shares off right now because everybody's keeping all their money in cash. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. So it's not you. If you, honestly, that's what I'm doing. I'm literally trying to just make as much money and save as much money as, as possible right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna need your help uh, putting thing, putting my money in the money market until things kind of yeah. happen. A lot of people just, just waiting. Keep trying to focus on making as much money as I can. I mean, believe it or not, not to sidetrack real quick, but with the interest rates and the Fed increasing the interest rates, a lot of people are even scared to put their money in the money market right now really? because the money market is so volatile because the interest rates can constantly cause the money market to go up and down. So a lot of people are um, keeping their money in cash. Just in my savings account. Yeah, right now because inflation is slowly, slowly growing, but it's not growing at an alarming rate where it's you're afraid to keep cash. Well, to be completely honest, I put... A lot of money into my Robinhood app, yeah. Where it's just in there, yeah. So and and because it takes like three to five days to transfer gotcha. from my bank. So if something crazy happens, like you have it, you'll be at a disadvantage. Yeah. So if I'm like, oh shit, I need to buy this right now. Don't I have that money right in 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 the app, and I can buy it right then and there. Oh, you'd be at an advantage. Oh yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I think keeping any cash right now when things are uncertain. Just like because of the midterms that are going on right now with the election, today being election day, I think a lot of people still don't know where things are going to go. So a lot of people are just holding on, just waiting right there with their cash in their hand, ready to purchase something. You feel like that's a good idea? Having it in cash, yeah. Right now, I made that conscious decision to keep everything in cash right now because... It's too much uncertainty with the with the administration with Trump every five minutes switching something up with his attitude calling someone out with the midterms. I don't. Yeah, 
it's just does that does that mess with the it has a it has an effect to people that are uneducated and the un uneducated about the market too many people take what he says into and and they write it in stone and they they jump so i'm scared of the people that are just jumping from place to place right now so i'm waiting until it calms down until everything kind of falls apart as sad as that sounds when everything falls apart then i'll really see what's good investments and what's cheap so right now these are like these etfs are just something to keep in mind to have in the back of your mind, if the market does go down, these are good buys. These are if you want to go into simple investing, if it doesn't bother you, these are good buys. Shit but, don't bother me. Shit don't bother me one goddamn second. <laughs> but we're gonna talk about a little bit more. Uh, let's go into a, a second one. So, on um, the next industry, um, I know personal experience being your friend. Um, you're not a big drinker. Actually, you don't drink at all. No, I don't. And I'm not too much of an avid drinker. Like, I drink, like, wine. I haven't drank hard alcohol. Yeah, I haven't drank since I was 14. Okay, so you definitely beat me by a couple of years because I haven't drunk hard alcohol. I think it's going on over just a year. Yeah. Other than that, I'll just drink, like, the wine. Just don't care for it. I mean, I guess wine's cool. So would would bother you to invest in the alcoholic not industry? Alcohol, I don't care. Okay, good. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to go down this route. I, I kind of figured it wouldn't bother you. But um, I have another company that um, that is uh, ETF that's in the alcoholic industry. I have Investo Investco. Sorry, Investco ETF Dynamic Food and Beverage ETF. I don't know what the Investo. who's coming up with these goddamn names. No, no, I think I. Uh was researching that one. Yeah, Investco. And they're they're um so you ready to hear the ticker? Yeah. The ticker is PBJ. Oh. I don't know where the hell who's making these damn things up, but <laughs> PBJ. Um it, it helps me remember PB and J. That's yeah. how I remember it. PB and J. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Actually when I was looking at it, it made me fucking hungry. Yeah, PBJ. Is the, the the ticker for this one? It is trading at um, thirty two dollars a share, and it yields with appreciation and dividends it yields about one percent. Well, one point thirty five percent. Okay. So it's not too much of a yield, but let me run off some other numbers. Um, in the last ten years, um, their return has been over nine percent versus their market or their benchmark for the company or the benchmark for the industry has been only eight percent. So they've yielded about one percent versus every other company in the industry that they don't own has been yielding about eight percent versus the ones that they do own yields about nine percent so it shows that they have some really good picks they're above average company their expense ratio of what you're paying for is uh 0.6 percent so you're paying less than one percent for someone to um, operate it which i think is which is huge so you're only paying one percent of that uh, of that yield of one point three percent, so that's huge. Gotcha. Um, and then their net asset value is thirty two percent. I mean thirty two uh, sh- uh, dollars per share. So you're getting about a twenty five cent discount. So it's not a huge discount, but if they were to go under tomorrow and sell everything, you would make all your money back. Worst case scenario, you will get every dollar and then some back. So that's something to be a little bit comfortable with. To give you an idea of some of the companies they own, they do own some of the biggest alcoholic beverages companies in the industry. But to make you feel better for people that are not big alcoholic drinkers, they own a big share in Pepsi Cola and they also own own a huge share in Monster Beverages. So the Monster uh, Energy Drinks, they own a huge share in that. So if people really don't feel too comfortable owning a lot of alcoholic companies they actually own uh, regular beverage companies so if the alcohol industry does go a little bit under and let's just say pepsi cola and uh, monster energy comp- uh industry goes the energy drink industry goes up you still feel comfortable that that etf would maintain its balance so that's one of the things so hypothetically to give you guys an idea of what this is returning november of last year same time last year you put a hundred dollars in you would have got $101 on your portfolio right now. So you would just made a dollar. It's not huge, but remember, when I use that, it's not in, it's not counting for people that are reinvesting their dividends. So this is that $1 doesn't reflect somebody that takes a dividend 
that they're giving and uh, reinvested. So you're actually getting more on your return if you're taking a return around, putting that dividend back in there. So it just feel it, it looks good that they're maintaining their price a year later, mm-hmm. and you would have made money if you reinvested all the dividends you got. Yep. So it feels a little comfortable in there, the alcohol industry. So again, Invesco ETF Dynamic Food and Beverage ETF. God damn, this is a mouthful. PBJ. I got to meet the guy that made that ticker, man. You know what we also got to say is that we're not professionals. And if people yeah. <laughs> people go out and be like, oh, this is this is what they recommended, and then they go buy and then they lose money. In court, I don't know who the hell you are. I will make sure understand that I will deny that I gave you I'm this information. I'm blind. I'm dead. <laughs> you just see me, me touch I, I don't know where the fuck I'm standing right now. Your Honor, I don't see shit. He's like, but you drove here, Your Honor. God drove me here. Yeah, Jesus took the will from me, Your Honor. <laughs> By the way, that blonde over there, is she single? Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, so let's, let's keep moving. Um, Are you a smoker? I'm just going to ask you. I just want you to understand that. I'm going to ask you a question every single time I start. Sinful event. Are you a porn star? <laughs> Do you hate black people? Because I got a I got a good company for you. <laughs> um, tobacco. What would that be? Black people company. Uh, a company that invests in rope. Uh, white blankets. <laughs> white blankets. <laughs> makes, I might have to look into that. Patches. <laughs> in one. Yeah, damn. Might be a food for thought there. Um, are you a big cigarette smoker? No. You don't smoke cigarettes at all. Have no. you ever smoked a cigarette? Yeah, not really. I was like, I don't know. I'm just throwing on numbers here. Probably 14. Damn, you smoked your first cigarette when you were 14 years old. No, no, no. I smoked my first cigarette when I was probably like five. Okay, so this is new. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah, I, I started smoking weed when I was eight years old. Damn, man. And I stopped around uh, around 14. You got you got into junior high and said, I, went, I can't do this anymore. This is I can't even well, do my went, ABC straight. I went completely. Um, Completely sober, uh, right before I was fifth, right before I was fifteen. Damn. And then started claiming straight edge. I, I just found found the hardcore scene, and within the hardcore yeah. scene is was that that at the time everyone was straight edge. All my friends were straight edge. So that's oh, okay. Let's give it a shot. And I did it. So. Damn. Fifteen. At fifteen, you were making life choices. Yeah. Jeez, I was shaving my balls off. At 15, and you are out there making, like, grown man decisions. Got you. That's big. No, that's... Is that you big? make... <laughs> it it kind of is, because some people can't, don't have the, like, the, the attitude to, to stop something. At 15, you made a decision and said, I got I to gotta put this shit down. I got to get my life together. I got to get my credit right. I got to take care of my right. wife and kids. No, no, it just didn't feel right. There's a whole backstory to it, but it just didn't feel right at the Okay, time. I hear you. Well, so you wouldn't feel bad... Would you feel bad investing in a tobacco company knowing the backstory that you have with it? <laughs> Which one because we talking here? I got Philip Morris. Philip Morris. I don't know uh, if you know Philip Morris, the the company, but they, they started um, cigarettes like Virginia Slims, Camel Cigarettes, um, Mulberry, or Mul... How do you... Marble? Marble. 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 And Newport's. Uh, I know that one. Yeah, Newport. Newport's is really like uh, huge in the black community. Newport. Oh uh, yeah, you said yeah. that. There's a lot of shit that like a lot of movies are. Some menthols. Yeah, menthols and shit. I'm gonna look into those races. I'm gonna cut me saying that that out and just edit you saying <laughs> the <laughs> menthol thing. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. But un- for people that want our unedited content, <laughs> <laughs> the one where I where you make racial slurs. No and way, does not happen. <laughs> Okay, so, um, uh, yeah, so you got Philip Morris. Um, Philip Morris um, International, to be exact, they go for about $88 um, a share. So I couldn't find a good ETF that covers the tobacco industry. A lot of the, believe it or not, there were a lot of ETFs that kind of dabbled in the tobacco industry, but um, I looked more. Too pussy. Correct. They were just like, you know, we can't do this shit. Because, I mean,. Tobacco doesn't have the best, the best. Uh, They're rep- kind of losing right now too. Yeah, because like everybody hates them. Nobody really like millennials. Are not really into smoking cigarettes right now. They're more into vaping. But let me before we say anything, Philip Morris understands that. Because um, let me just throw out some numbers real quick. Long story short, 
They're, they're going for about $88 a share. Their P-E ratio, which is their price to their earnings. Um, so they're going for, that is about 16 um, point eight, which means for every dollar in profits, you got to spend at least sixteen dollars uh, to get one dollar profits, which is not bad. That's that's pretty. That's not bad in a lot of industries. And then they give about uh, five dollars. Um, their EPS is going about uh, five dollars. So that means their earnings last year for every share you have made about five dollars. So that's huge. Yeah. That's, that's really huge. That is huge. Um, so that shows how booming or how popular the marijuana, uh, say marijuana, but the tobacco industry is because their dividend is about 5% in its quarterly. So every three months, you're getting paid about uh, $5 um, every three months to stay with them. And that's, uh, yeah, that's not bad. That's huge. Um, so I didn't have to work for it. And in the last uh, the last three quarters, they actually beat their their earnings report. So they actually beat people that projected where they were going to be. They actually beat those estimates. So they're doing better than a lot of people thought they were going to be. So it's good. But um, also, and one more thing for their tier, their their ten year return. If you were to invest in them ten years ago, you would have had a hundred percent of your money back um, over that ten year span. So you would have made you would have made a hundred percent of so, yeah, what you invested within ten years. You can see how they do it in the marketplace. That's huge. Oh yeah. So like I just said, the what the the, the alcoholic beverage industry only gave you nine percent. Nine compared the, to yeah. The Philip Morris would have gave you a hundred percent back on your what money. Up, so you put in a dollar, you would have got a dollar back. Um, but. One thing that I really like about Philip Morris and it stood out is that they actually have uh, a team or uh, a department inside their company that focuses on um, vaping. And their fo- their main focus is on not only coming up with innovate- innovative ways to enter that market, but they're actually thinking about buying the vaping companies that are out there. Yeah, if you can't, I, I really do believe that if you can't beat them, you need to join. Them. Seriously, that's that's serious, and especially in business. And they and they understand that, and so they're they're going out and they're they're catering. And actually, if you look up there, if you look, go on philipmorris.com, international.com, the first thing you see is uh, it's a big poster that says um, "Trying to have a smoke-free future." So it's it's counterintuitive because their their main thing is this, uh, tobacco, but they're trying. But if you look deeper into it, they're trying to come up with ways where you don't have to inhale it in smoke form, where you can consume tobacco just without smoking it. So that's what their main focus is to keep you with tobacco because the tobacco is not the bad part. It's when you inhale the smoke when you do from cigarettes that's the negative part that a lot of people don't understand that's what's causing the issues with so you're lung taking cancer. out the, the carcinogen you're taking out the smoke correct you're taking out that and you're just trying what to have vaping? people enjoy they have that already don't they yeah but that's what they're trying to do they're trying to get their main po- focus is to have they actually run campaigns to get people to stop smoking and to get people to vape and to get people to use their more smoke-free products which i think is i mean it's that's fine i think it's a win-win for them because people that don't convert are still going to smoke their cigarettes. But people that do convert are going to smoke their Correct. Their so mates. they're trying to cover literally as much market they can. And like I said, That's for 100% return in the last 10 years, they're doing something right. They're constantly trying to stay in front of the curve instead of behind it, trying to get people to stay smoking. They're actually joining the fight and saying no we're trying to get you to stop smoking so they're catering to millennials in their message which i that's why i think philip morris is a great investment because i actually looked at them um and how they did in the 2008 market when it crashed and they they held their ground because a lot of people didn't smoking want to give up cigarettes big. smoking was still big yeah i mean if you think about it i mean oh, shit. that'd be interesting to look at alcohol too <laughs> when the dip happens because i bet alcohol sales went up as for well, cigarettes, too. Well, when, well, funny that you ask. Alcohol actually went down in 2009, but boosted back up in 2010. It went down a little bit because I guess a lot of people just say, no, I'm not going to buy the alcohol. But in 2010, it, it boomed back up. Alcohol industry went right back up, didn't skip a beat. Versus other other industries took a little bit. It took a little bit to recover, but alcohol sales back in 2010, right after the crash, went right back up. So if you invest it right there in 2008 you would have made your money back literally a year later really what so that's interesting food to think something to think about so let's move on to the next one i'm gonna skip one because 
I told don't look at my paper. I'm gonna skip one because I told you I have a surprise for you for the last one, which I think is gonna shock us because it's something I'm always talking about. And it's something that shocked me this morning when I looked at our well before I tell you that one, let me go over to the marijuana. I've never industry. seen you that excited. Because I accidentally stumbled upon it and I thought out of all the people in the world, this company wants to do this. That's interesting. But let me move on real quick to the marijuana marijuana industry. Um, this is going to be a lot of what a lot of people want to hear. Yeah, which I think I we're a lot gonna, of people that listen to us probably smoke weed. Yeah, and I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all do. <laughs> all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, the marijuana industry. So. Um, the marijuana industry is huge right now. One of the biggest markets out there, um, if not the most popular market out there right now. I think it is overinflated. I think there's a bubble rumbling. Um, but for right now, the way to get in front of a bubble is to buy the whole industry. Because when, when a bubble happens, not everybody's affected. A huge part is affected, but not everybody's affected. So what you're trying to do is at least try to capture some of the success of the people that are not affected. Yeah. Um, and what I found was an ETF that actually focuses on that really huge it's called ETF Managers Trust ETF MG Alternative Harvest ETF. I Why gotta meet ETF? the people. <laughs> I three gotta times. Meet. <laughs> Why they gotta meet three times? I have to. You know, hey, you want you want to know the kicker to all this? You want to know what their their ticker is? Yeah, you need to. I'm gonna look it up. Right their now. ticker is MJ. Shut up. That's it. That come up? Just MJ. ETF. I don't even know where the hell that J is coming from. On mine, it shows up as ETFMG, Alternative Harvest ETF. Yeah. On my, on E-Trade, it comes, because probably they didn't want to pay for all those goddamn, the rest of those letters. Cause on mine, on E-Trade, it comes up ETF Managers Trust ETF MJ yeah. Alternative Harvest ETF. Oh, mine says the same shit, but it's just ETFMG. The, the last ETF didn't, it was unnecessary. Shit, the first two was unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck is coming up with these names, man, but I got to meet that guy. You're going to know that it's an exchange-traded fund, though. Huh? You're going to know that yeah, it's... If you don't know it's an exchange-traded fund by the fucking third ETF, they you should a, be invested. Oh, their P.E. ratios. Their P.E. ratio is great. Um, they're, char- they're, um, they're going for $34 a share. They have a quarterly dividend, so you're getting paid quarterly if that's something people focus on, which 100%. I think should be a focus on. Um, it's not a huge quarterly dividend, but for... An industry that people say, and I read an article today, um, someone recommended or they they projecting that the marijuana industry is actually undervalued right now and is projected to double by 2022. I can uh, I can see it. I mean, it's still new. And with the midterms right now, there's a lot of uh, um, I actually should have wrote this down. There's a lot of states right now on the ballot to give legalization to I marijuana I bet it'll right do now. good in a crash. More. Yes. I'm trying to think of the right word to explain what yes. you're trying to say is yes. <laughs> I think so. Because everybody's still going to be like, you know, I got to deal with this shit some way, somewhere. Yeah. I'm about to use your yeah. highest fuck, smoke a cigarette, or uh, drink some alcohol. <laughs> so, or why not buy ECFs in all three? Correct. <laughs> so um, when it comes to this ETF, uh, the, the expense ratio is only 0.75%. So again, it's under 1%. So they're only taking, they're un- they're taking under 1%. Uh, to pay the people that are managing it. So that's huge. Um, the one-year return, because this ETF hasn't been around for too long, the one-year return, if you was to invest in this company one year ago, you would have had uh, 30% return. So that's huge. Okay. You would have 30%. So if you put in a dollar, you would have got a dollar and um, 30 cents back for every dollar you, you put in. So that's huge um, when it comes to one-year um, percent. Because you got to remember, the alcohol beverage industry only gave you nine percent for 10 years this this industry or this new industry this etf would have gave you 30 percent in one year so if they keep that up just imagine the possibility they do but again me and you think it's a bubble right now so it's something to watch just to give some people just some information and again the companies that they own in this etf are like the big dog when it comes to the marijuana industry. They don't just own little tiny companies. They own the big dogs, the companies that are in um, Canada right now. They just legalized. They own some of the biggest companies right now in um, Nevada. Um, not Nevada, I'm sorry, Colorado, uh, Washington, and in Oregon. They own like the biggest of the biggest. So if you really want to diversify yourself, this ETF is the best way if you want to hop in and diversify yourself 
with marijuana. I think, again, I'm going to say it one more time for people. ETF managers trust ETF MJ, MG alternative harvest ETF ticker MJ. I got to meet this guy. Whoever came up with this shit, I got to meet this guy. That's my life goal. Anyways, last but not least. This is what you've been stoked on? The last but not least one. Oh, jeez. Uh, so let's hop in. The sex industry. Okay. What's the big, What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about the sex industry? And I'm going to be more specific. Porn. Porn up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give you a chance to guess. I'm actually give you two guesses to say what companies I think. Wait, wait, before you two two guesses to say what company right now is thinking about entering, not even entering, purchasing Pornhub, which I didn't know was up for sale. Um, by the way, but there's one company that's going to buy Pornhub and has made it this morning. They actually released it. Is a comp is the company that's gonna buy them? Are they? I might give you no hints. They're not part of the sex industry. No. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you no. They're, they have zero to do with the sex. Actually, they're the most opposite of what you think of when you think of sex. You got two guesses. What's your first guess? Church of Scientology. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I hate you. <laughs> that, I wouldn't have never thought of that. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, yeah, what's the second one? What's the second one? What do you think? Um, ESPN. Can I say close? that you're very close? Can I say that you're actually, if you can if you can pull back. All right, I'll give you this. I'm going to give you a hint that it, that will get stuff, you to figure right? it out. No, I give you one hint, and you should figure it out from this one hint. Who owns ESPN? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't think I know that. Okay, I'll give you another hint. Oh Who God. else owns? I'll give you the company that owns ESPN, and I'll give you something else they own that's going to get you to guess this. Who owns Marvel? We talk about this shit. This I know you don't listen to shit I say. <laughs> <laughs> this is when you say, hey, what's my last name? And this is <laughs> I know who the fuck is you. Chris who, own, who owns Disneyland? I will whoop your ass if you don't know the answer to this shit. Disneyland. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Disney. Oh, yeah, yeah. Disney we announced this morning podcast. that they are putting up a bid to own the the Pornhub, the the world's. Um, you know, Pornhub actually is a Canadian, is a Canadian company. Pornhub originates in Canada. Uh, they actually started that, which I did Canada. not know. Canada, I say Canadian. My <laughs> man, you see how much I don't fucking travel. Um, Canada, so they own Pornhub, and as of this morning, Tuesday, um, they. Put up a bid. Disney put up a bid to purchase uh, Pornhub for five point eight billion dollars. Pornhub has about five point five million videos on there, and every day a new video is being released. And every day you have more porn stars being more popular off of this. You have events surrounding Pornhub. Pornhub is not only just I think sex workers in general. I think it's all just yeah. I mean, if it's you all getting bigger, and it's it's not as like. It's not as shameful as it used to Correct. be. People are understanding, oh, it's just a naked person. And you got new, because like, when I looked at Pornhub, let's just say hypothetically, I think it was like three years ago when I looked at Pornhub, like on their main page, they have like a couple of like the main things that people look up. Like they have their fetishes and stuff. Nowadays, the fetishes are all over the place. They're welcoming every absolute fetish you can kind of think of. If you can think of a video, I guarantee you it's on Pornhub. It's kind of dope. And, and it's good that it shows us it's expanding, that it's not censoring itself. It's actually going the opposite way of being more welcomed into people. Because you, if you, after you, if you were to go on Pornhub, you masturbate, you lay in your bed, and you go back on Pornhub after all the horniness is gone, and you actually look at it and look at the stuff. They actually have communities on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I've never done you, that. You got to come on your face. You just sit in your way in bed, wipe yourself off. You go on Pornhub. You actually look at that shit. They got communities. Have you ever they tried? Got, listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm about to say, people want to hear. I want to hear. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've ever tried one. I feel like it's some nasty shit. <laughs> <laughs> You ever tried jacking off on a trampoline? Hi. Go ahead. No, yeah. <laughs> Have you done that? 
I haven't done it in a long time, Sean. You just spray out. I think it helps you to shoot it further. You just put a bunch of targets around the fucking channel. <laughs> Make it a game. Yeah. All right, what were we about to say? Uh, slightly forgot. All right, that's back. Um, all right, so you're halfway through, right? <laughs> halfway through what? I want you to be very specific. I want you to know the road you're, you're going down right now. Okay, so first you go through like five to six pages to find the one that you like. Yes. Because you're very specific. Correct. <laughs> I'm glad that we're both on the same page. And you I'm go, very picky when it and, goes you, and you hold it over for a second and you watch all yes. the previews. <laughs> and you exactly like, what I do. <laughs> I free, it's like a, it's like a window shopping. It is, and you're like, oh no, no, nah, I don't like her. I don't like oh, her back. Oh, I kind of I don't like that guy. He's exactly. like an asshole. Oh wait, he hit it from the back though. Mm-hmm. I want to pick her up. Yeah, you know, I'm very exactly. specific. I'm very right, specific. So, so you find your video, you get halfway through, mm-hmm. and you finish, and you finish. Yeah, I never thing. finish a video. I, no, oh, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I never finish. Have Have you ever tried? So you clean up and just <laughs> watch it. You do what you gotta do. And you ever pull it back up and be like, "Well, that was kind of cool. Let me finish seal this up with the rest of it." It's so uninteresting. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> When you're horny, it's the most important thing in the world to you. <laughs> but after, if you ever watch a porn after you finish, you like you just feel disgusted on who you are. I know you kind of do feel that way. But like he just said that to her. <laughs> you just feel disgusted. You feel horrible. You look at yourself. You just you just sitting there naked on the bed. You're sweating. You're, you're looking like, in the mirror. You spit in the mirror. Stupid bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tiny dick. <laughs> no one likes you. <laughs> Oh what do you God. call this, you fatty, fat, fat <laughs> you just fuck? spit on your dick. <laughs> this, is getting, this is getting bored a lot. Disney. Uh, yeah, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> when you think of Disney, you think of the, the, the Disneyland, think of the theme rides, you think of Disney World, you think of the mouse, you think of all your loving creatures. This podcast is probably going to be one of the most played podcasts because... You're going to put Disney... <laughs> Disney buying porn? Question mark. That's that should be. That should be as fuck. Uh, Disney. You think of all your love it character. Think about it. they. They created Lion King, which was a huge part of my childhood. Aladdin. Hold up. Mulan. I just put together some shit in my head. Oh shit! I think you're going to think about what I. I think yeah. you're about to say what I. Think. Walt Disney. He was a freak. <laughs> that was not what I was going to say. Have you? Okay, go to YouTube. Type in like Walt Disney porn. Uh, or like, yeah, sexual, whatever. And there's just like all of these movies. You missed it. There's just like dicks and clouds because Walt Disney <laughs> was a freak. The fool's a freak. You know, I think I saw so, a dick in a cloud in one of the Lion Kings. I remember so seeing like that. Thousands. After we turn this podcast off. <laughs> We're going to look up dicks and clouds. Yeah. just okay. in, in, Or just like different. I'm going to have to wipe my, my history off. <laughs> No, what I was going to say is somebody, when I was reading the article, which is on um, the Beaverton, um, it's a dot, it's a website, the Beaverton, um, they actually would, um, released the article this morning, which I think a lot of people are going to uh, release it as well. But I don't think Disney wants to publicize that because, like I said, their beloved creatures or their beloved products are Mary Poppins. I mean, these are loving creatures. Uh, Bambi. Um, Bambi's Disney, right? Yeah, Bambi. Probably. Probably. I think they own every fucking thing. Yeah, Bambi. They own that little deer. <laughs> that deer is their fucking slave. Um, <laughs> but that's the first thing you think of. But a lot of people uh, don't know too. But still, uh, they they own ESPN. Um, they own. Um, I didn't. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, they own ESPN. They. So they I was close. They, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You were really <laughs> close. They, you imagine. Um, you're an ESPN person. You walk into Disney, you're walking into your job, and there's somebody over there in the, that has no shirt on. Just filming for Brad. Yeah, just saying. Just like that. That's your coworker now. Pornhub is now your coworker. If you're ESPN, um, they own Marvel. They own Lucas Films, which makes the Star Wars franchise. Oh yeah. They just bought. Um, they just bought some of Fox assets to now make X Men movies. They're really trying to rule the world. They are literally trying to rule the world when it comes to Disney. And Disney's thinking about purchasing other companies, other cable companies. They're coming out with their own app. And now they're going after Pornhub. And with Pornhub, uh, from what I was reading in the article, there were two things that stood out to me. The the first thing that stood out was now they have the legal right to make um, 
to make parodies. And when I mean parodies, like Star Wars, sex parodies, Star Wars. uh, They already have all that. They have that, but now people don't have to go through this legal battle to do that. It's going to look phenomenal. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to have great production value. You're going to be crying and jerking off. Now you can have your favorite characters jack you off just the way you always wanted to. With VR? (laughs) You imagine that? That's so sick. Or it's weird. Or it's just really weird. Princess Leia is just sitting on the bed and then you got – what's the other other one that had to be Kiss? True Love's Kiss, Snow White. It's going to be sitting on the bed and they're going to be sitting there – First one I'm watching on VR. Rubbing chocolate on their ass. Frozen. You're – Wow, what's wrong with you? I'm not going to agree with you. I'm going to leave you on that rack. <laughs> Frozen. I can tell what you were thinking about when you are watching that. <laughs> you're just sitting there on it. Now I'm not even going to visualize that. But yes. Yes, John. <laughs> just for you. Frozen. <laughs> In a parody. But no, I, I'm right there with you, man. This is, But it opens up. But another thing that they're trying to do, because a lot of people are saying, okay, Pornhub, is a phenomenal thing, but how do they really make money? And some guy was uh, on the article. He was saying that um, one of the things that Pornhub was going to do if it goes into Disney is make money on the back end. Is to charge people to upload videos, to charge uh, a fee uh, to the companies or to the porn companies that that want to put their stuff on Pornhub because they know what Pornhub has. It has millions of millions of viewers. Like rarely do I go to the website that I see the porn on. You, you get what I'm saying? I don't click on the website because they'll have the website come up before the porn. I don't go to like backyardbooties.com. I go to Pornhub to get my backyard my backyard booties. I don't. I just can't get my backyard yeah, booties everywhere. System. Correct. So that's what, porn, that's what Disney's going to try to do is capitalize on that funnel because Pornhub's um, audience has only grown. And it's growing at an unnatural rate. Like the people that are watching it worldwide, you'll be so surprised at the companies that dominate the viewing of Pornhub. I thought it was the United States, and it was actually companies that I haven't fucking heard of that was actually dominating in, the, in Pornhub viewing. So Disney realized that and said they want to be a part of that. They want to get these com- They want to know what these viewers are thinking, and they just want to be in their ear. So you, I don't know during the like. One of the porn, Mickey Mouse just shows up on like halfway during the porn and just comes out. It says, after you jack off, why don't you go buy a ticket at Disneyland? Come on, one of our rides. After you finish riding this thing, come ride this thing over here. After you finish over here, come finish over here. And to redeem myself, I need to redeem myself. We're frozen. With frozen. Please, please. I know one of them Uh is over 18. But that's not the one I'm talking about. One. That's not the one I'm even referring to. All right, so that little snow guy. Oh, that's imagine the guy. him in, in a porn. He would. You know, be, he's 17. He would be in little snow clump, years. Little clumps of jizz. You feel good about yourself that you talk about this? <laughs> little clumps of jizz. You know, how much, you know how much cum would take to, to build him. <laughs> Halfway know. during building, you know what they should do? If somebody's building him full of cum, they should have that caption on the picture that says, when someone asks you, what do you see yourself in 10 years? <laughs> you just building a fucking snowman out of cum. No. <laughs> I'm going to turn this around on you. No, you're not. You I'm weird fuck. I'm making this all about you right now. Nah, dude. you going to get a knock on your door tomorrow morning from the FBI. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, my stomach hurt. Oh my god! All right. Um, so Disney. So long story short, because what I was trying to figure out uh, what second what sex industries and there's not a lot of companies out there um, that focus in the porn industry directly. They'll they'll have brothels. They'll have like uh, um, production companies that that may dabble in porn industry. But when I was looking for them, Disney was the one that came up because they're thinking about buying which is one of the biggest companies out there, just add to their revenue. They already got the Marvel movies that are doing phenomenal, breaking literally every record you could possibly think yeah. of. They're, they're, their movies are in the top all-time movies. There is a movies. lot of nerds. Yeah, long story short. And, to ha- and, and the, the jock ratio is going down. It's, it is, honestly. And shit. We can't keep them at bay anymore. <laughs> the There's not enough there. trash cans to go around. <laughs> Enough lockers to stick them into the lockers, the, <laughs> yeah, the geek ratio. The lockers are getting smaller. We can't fit them in there anymore. 
They're like protesting for bigger lockers to put geeks in. They put fucking nets on the toilets so you can't swirl them anymore. It's nerd proof. They're getting smarter. But but uh, again, uh, Disney just have. I mean, you got Disney World, you got Disneyland, you got the the Disney theme park um, out in China. They have that they just built uh, five years ago. They got. Uh, the Star Wars movies doing phenomenal numbers. Um, they got ESPN. They they with phenomenal numbers when it comes to. I don't think they're doing phenomenal, but you still have a huge ear. Pretty good. Yeah, this, you still have a huge <laughs> ear in the sports industry. So you're literally dipping your feet in every industry. And then the one industry that no one thought you could dip your feet in, you go ahead and put up a bid for the biggest company in that industry, which is porn um, Pornhub, which filters almost everything. And I mean, everybody pretty much knows what Pornhub is. So when I think yeah. of Disney right now, before I used to think Disney was overvalued. Now that I know this may add a whole nother spectrum of like of consideration when it comes to their revenue, um, because, again, they're coming out with remakes of The Lion King. They're coming out with remakes of Milan, Aladdin. Um, How do you uh, think they're going to be in, two, or in, in the next? I think, honestly, they're going to be up there when it comes to valuations, because when it comes to Disney valuating their self, they're very strategic because if Disney really wanted to, they can dominate that space with Apple and um, and Amazon when it comes to valuations. I don't know about Amazon. No, oh, that's a I think thing. no. The, the, well, when I say valuations, I mean what they're worth. What they're worth. Amazon is in a in a league all by themselves, yeah, but yeah. Disney strategically moves at a slow pace because it looks good when you look at them. These moves that they've been making are very aggressive. Super aggressive for them. So it's, it, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because they've been traditionally a slow pacing move. But you got to think about it. They've been traditionally slow pacing because they've only focused on their theme parks. They've only focused on their movies. But in the last 10 years, they've purchased um, Marvel, which was a very aggressive move back then. They've purchased Lucasfilms at the time was making the Star Wars movies. They built a new uh, theme park in China. Um, they just announced their new uh, uh, streaming service. You're right. And now with the Pornhub thing, um, ESPN purchased in the last uh, 10 years. They've been very aggressive over the last 10 years versus the, the 50 years they've been around. Oh, yeah. So it is something to look at to say, I mean, it is a good thing that their appreciation is going to go up. So they, like I said, they're trading right now at $88 a share, I believe, when That's it comes not to. not that much to go up over 50 when it, years. Correct. When it comes to Disney, you're only trading at $88 a share. So That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm sorry. No, let me change that. I apologize. Uh, $116 a share. I was thinking of another company, I think, 88 no, but, but still. But still, no, what I'm saying is, do you, so you, think, you still think it's bad to buy right now? No. With that new information. So that's one of the only, only things that you would probably buy right now. Right now. Disney, because Disney was one of the fewer companies in 2008 that didn't skip a beat. They didn't uh, stop. They didn't stop their dividend. They didn't skip a beat because they knew people were still going to go to Disneyland. They knew people were still going to buy their products. They man, knew people were still going to do that. Yeah, people ESPN, still escape to those different things. They're divi- they're diversifying themselves so hard oh, yeah. that even if you stop going to Disneyland, you're still going to watch ESPN. Even if you stop going to watching ESPN, you're still going to go see their Marvel movies. You're still consuming them. You're still going to use their product one way or another. You're still going to watch porn. Like who? I know, I know homeless people that watch porn. Man, they just thought of, like, all the shit. They were like, what are people going to do no matter Correct. what? Correct. Write it on this fucking board. Correct. Right? No, somebody, so, somebody walked up there <clears> and drew a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and then drew a basketball. <laughs> a basketball bouncing a dick. And then drew a shooting, cartoon character. Shooting it into Disneyland where all the Marvel characters are standing so, by to catch the basketball. Just spraying jizz all over basketballs. And I can. And, <laughs> and someone said, "Genius, genius." genius. We'll buy ESPN. We'll buy Pornhub. We'll buy everything. We'll own the world. No, seriously, man. And it's I, like if you listen to some of the other podcasts, Disney was not on my list, but now I'm seriously thinking about buying them. That might be our next purchase. And we're going to talk about that in the coming um, coming weeks because with that move, if they do execute, now remember this is all hypothetical. They put up a bid for five point eight billion dollar bid um, for Pornhub because I honestly I don't know how much Pornhub is valued at, but um, Disney sees the potential, so they don't mind overpaying right now for the potential of Pornhub because. 
Pornhub has proven itself over the last five, six years. That yeah, but they they're going to come in and try to change the way that they do things that might. And that's the scary thing is that. Well, it's almost like, sorry to cut you off, but it's almost, no, no, it's almost like YouTube with the demonetization. Like, Correct. I'm sure they lost a lot of their YouTubers Correct. from that, but I mean, that's probably going to be the same thing in this. They're going to try to charge people too yeah. much. No, man, I was already doing bad. And they will, but, but think about it. Who else is competing with YouTube? I mean, yeah, I guess I still do that's watch the thing. YouTube. It's the, corner, it's the corner of the market, and that's their thing. They're going to corner the market. Man. Because you got... If they're still making... If they're still doing good revenue and good numbers, then why change it? You know what I mean? Why, why, push, I agree. why push people out? But that's the thing, is because with corporations, they are constantly pressured to make profit. To hit so that's why it always... That's why you have to translate that down to the consumer, just like Apple. Apple don't have to increase their pricing for um, iPhones, but they do anyway. But along with that, they offer more benefits. That's what their justification is to increase their you. prices. I get it. I just don't know if uh, – maybe. Wish, it, I wish there was another way. And maybe they won't change absolutely nothing. Maybe they might just keep it the same. You never know. Disney may just say, hey, this is the perfect business model. Why change it if it's not broken? So, because think, I mean, the Marvel movies are still affordable. They they allow Marvel to come in changed? and still no. They, they they allow Marvel to have creative advantage over everything. Um, I don't know what their streaming service is going to be like. That's kind of why I like. Uh, that's what. Yeah, I think that's a good way to go. That's why I, I like Netflix as a company because I, I listen to a lot of comedians and they're always talking about that they're not trying. It's not just like some dude in a suit. They're like, you're the fucking person that's that's ma- that's making the comedy. You've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. You just go and do your thing. And we'll sit back and we'll allow it. Yeah. Some companies see that business model of not stepping in and being a big brother, but yet letting uh, the content speak for itself. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Disney may come in. Like I said, with the Lucasfilms, Disney, uh, the directors always say it. They allowed them to uh, make their own movies. Granted, a lot of people don't like the newer uh Star Wars movies, but that's on the directors. It's not on Disney. Disney didn't come in. Like the director said, Disney gave them all creative advantage. Disney gave Marvel literally all the creative advantage they needed to create whatever content they wanted. ESPN, you rarely associate those things because Disney doesn't step in and tells ESPN how to run their business. They just profit from it because they understand that these business models are profiting by themselves. They speak for themselves. So you don't need to come in and try to reinvent the wheel when the wheel's already turning perfectly fine. So with Pornhub, they could come in and just say, you know what? Shit, Pornhub is growing two times bigger every year. Why why come in and try to fix something that's not broken? Until so you never it know. gets to that point, yeah. Until it gets to that point, then we can step in. And when you have somebody like you backing, backing your company like Disney, which has billions and billions of dollars of revenue uh, just standing by, they have the power to fix something if it does break. So that's a good thing. And probably, I mean, shit, the Canadian company that owns it, um, five point eight billion dollars ain't bad to cash out mm-hmm. on on making people fucking come for a living. Literally, just being they're the Amazon porn industry because porn uh, Pornhub creates their own content to a certain point. Majority of their content comes from outside users, people that are constantly uploading videos, por- porn stars that are uploading their videos, building their, well, I their think recognition. They make a lot of their money from ads, correct, and ads as well. So they're. They're making their money, not charging the consumer. Making it a free product is actually benefiting to them because it's shit. Like, it's almost like the same same base model as uh, as YouTube. Yeah, is it, why charge it? I mean, you can have premium. I mean, Pornhub has premium products. Yeah, yeah, but YouTube I'm perfectly YouTube fine. That's what I'm saying. YouTube have uh, YouTube bread, so you can go that route. But honestly, why break it? Uh, why try to fix it? If it's not broken. But exactly, that was my big surprise to you, Sean. I hope. It was enjoyable and you loved it. Um, like everything I thought you would. The excitement on your face right now is just pleasing me <clears throat> and it's satisfying me. It's going to help me go to sleep tonight. I'm not even going to have to watch porn up. I'm going to go to sleep with that thought. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a lot more excited than I thought I was going to be. <laughs> yeah, did, yeah uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be our next buy, man. So that might be. I walked the next in the door thing. and you were like, man, I can't wait to I tell was, you. My Chris is just talking shit again. Well, <laughs> well, I figured it out 30 minutes before you got here because I, I got everything else down and I said, let me look at the sex industry one more time because the companies I found in the sex industry were really boring. You really couldn't measure their profits. Like I said, they owned a bunch of like production companies and brothels. So I said, you know, let's spice it up. Anyways, let's get out of here. Let's do it. Um, Thank everybody for listening. Thank you very much for for doing with our shit today. 
Um, I hope this information was useful. And let me show you, uh, tell you guys some ways you can reach us. Um, please uh, add us on Instagram if you want to see some more of our content, some more of our information. Just know when we're going to do a next uh, podcast or we'll be doing a next live stream. Um, it's at the Broke Investors Podcast on Instagram, or you can reach me on my personal Instagram, which is Christopher.a.james on Instagram, or you can email us at thebrokeinvestors at gmail.com. Um, Sean, is there any place that people can reach you? Yeah, that's um, Instagram and Twitter. It's Sean LXXII on both. Or you can reach us right here on the Broke Investors Podcast. I hope everything was useful today, and I'll see you guys next time.